The following program is sponsored by Senior Class Media. Welcome to Senior Class on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. You've graduated from the workforce and made it to retirement. So go to the head of the class. Senior Class Radio is your source for senior citizen-related topics, information, and entertainment. Now, it's time for Senior Class on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Good Sunday morning, everyone. My name's Russell Mills, and you are listening to Senior Class. Thanks for joining us this morning. We are here to discuss all aspects of life and living in your golden years. We're living with folks in their golden years. Your host for Senior Class is Mr. Rusty McMurray. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Senior Class. Thanks for waking up with us today. As always, we've got a great show in store for you today. We're tackling a tough topic, dementia. We're going to talk not only about early onset, the effects on the family, the patient, and um, the roles and responsibilities of the loved ones around them. But first, I want to welcome to the studios, Brittany Burridge from the Linden Assisted Living and Memory (laughs) Care. I almost forgot. That's okay. Good morning. Good morning. And then we have Dr. Joe Moore, board certified in internal medicine and oncology. Dr. Moore, thanks so much for joining the conversation today. Good morning, Rusty. Thanks for including me. Well, this is a tough topic. That's why I'm always tongue-tied because it hits uh, almost each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. There's not one listener out there today that it hasn't affected either their family, uh, a friend, someone they work with, or a neighbor. And Brittany, I'm sure you see it quite often. There are people that always come to us as resources. They mm-hmm. catch you when you're walking your dog in the front yard. They know we're in right. the, 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 the business of helping those families. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, they're, they're simple questions. So we're going to answer some of those on today's show. Yeah, that sounds great. And I, um, you know, there's just 64,000 people just affected by Alzheimer's alone. That doesn't include all of the other dementias. And that's just in Oklahoma. So you can imagine the magnitude of this illness and how many people are affected, not only, you know, directly, but Mm -hmm. also all of the family members that are around them and their caregivers. Um, So it's just, it's such a huge, huge topic. Well, for those listeners out there today, Dr. Moore, that don't quite understand the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's, can you explain to our listeners the difference between the two? Well, dementia is uh, basically cognitive decline. That means people have more difficulty with their thinking, and mm-hmm. and the most common uh, manifestation of that is their memory. Now, uh, so uh, Alzheimer's is one type of dementia. Alzheimer's is by far the most common, accounting for about 60 to 80% of all cases of dementia, but there are other cases, other causes as well. Like Parkinson's disease. You can have Parkinson's-related dementia, mm-hmm. but it's not really classified as Alzheimer's. Exactly. Uh, you've also got uh, Lewy body dementia. You've got mm-hmm. uh, multi-infarct dementia, um, frontotemporal dementia. So there are some other other types of dementia. Mm-hmm. I believe so, uh, Ted Turner just announced this last week that he has Lewy body dementia. Really? Oh, Came oh, out so publicly sorry. with that. So uh, this is something that strikes people of all mm-hmm. economic strata, of all cultural and racial and religious background it does it's indiscriminate it really is yeah the only the only uh kind of predictive factor as to whether you're Mm going to get dementia is age so i mean that's the most common common factor in in how to choose somebody that might be affected by dementia right doctor is there um is there any sort of genetic predilection does it run in families i guess is what i'm asking it does run in families Mm -hmm. the uh, the risk of developing dementia uh, increases if you've had a first degree relative with dementia and especially 
a younger age of a, of a first-degree family member. Uh, it's, so if you have a family member that was, say, in their upper 80s or 90s when they developed uh, dementia, it's not as uh, likely to be associated, but at younger ages, yes. We are taking your uh, questions for the doctor. If you have a question, comment, or they'd like to text, Russell, what do folks need to do? Absolutely. You can text us at 95920, or you can give us a call at 918-460-KRMG. That's 460-5764. I'll tell you this. I think that dementia and dementia-related illnesses are more painful uh, for the patient and for the family than really any other illness. We, we think of cancers and, you know, those are tough and they're, they're difficult battles, but a dementia diagnosis, you know, that is a chronic illness. That's something that today we are not going to recover from. Doctor? That's true. It's, it's so uh, hard, I think, for the, um, for the families to, to, you know, be, a, you know, around their fa- their family members, their parents, if you will, generally mm-hmm. that, that uh, have these memory problems. It's just, it's just like they're not the same person. Yeah, it's tough. But what I want our listening audience to know today is that there are some great treatments out there and there are some great medications that can actually s- dramatically slow the process of the illness. And that's one of the things that so many people that I work with day in and day out, they're just afraid to go get some memory testing to, to really find out because they're afraid they're going to lose their independence. Yeah, nobody wants that diagnosis. I mean, and but I, I, we should point out, too, that you can live. I mean, there's been people that have lived up to 20 years mm-hmm. with with dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, I think the average lifespan after diagnosis is somewhere around 10 years. Does that sound right to you, Dr. Moore? Well, it certainly can be a prolonged period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so physically, in- they may be in great shape. It's just that their mentation is not. Exactly. Yeah, the body's still there, but the mind is gone. And so that's another thing that makes it really hard because, you know, even in my memory care, you would walk through sometimes and see people and think, why are, why do they live here? Why are they mm-hmm. here? Because they their physical body is completely intact, um, especially when it's a younger person. You know, the youngest mm-hmm. resident I've ever had was 57 years old, and that's just mm-hmm. so young. So I'm I mean, 57 years. <laughs> see, I mean, so you can imagine, yes. yeah. um, just just the heavy, heavy burden that it. Walk that it, through with us when you have a, a family come in that's had a diagnosis of dementia, mm-hmm. and they may be mid stage, so they need a little bit more assistance. What's that like? Because it's got to be traumatic not only for the family, but how do you walk those people through that process? So we, that's when we usually are encountering people is when they reach that middle mm-hmm. stage of dementia. So there's there's several scales that kind of measure the deterioration of the brain the most commonly one that common one that we use is the global deterioration scale so that kind of scales um where you are in that disease process based Mm -hmm. on seven stages so the middle stage is going to put you at about a three so um and that tends to be kind of the longest stage that that you can stay in um so that's where kind of your safety awareness begins to go uh the ability to reason has really kind of kind of gone um, and so it really becomes a safety issue for, for the person suffering with dementia at that point. So now, you know, families, that's usually when they come to us because mm-hmm. they're worried for their, their loved one's safety. Um, so, it, and it, it, it is just a really difficult process because, you know, they've made promises their whole lives that they won't place their loved one somewhere. So they're struggling with the guilt, but it really truly is, you know, the best decision that they can make for their loved one. Cause then they're getting the 24 hour care and supervision that they need. Their safety is no longer a risk because they're in a secure environment. Mm-hmm. And our programming really is conducive to um, just very dementia-specific. So you'll right. o- you'll oftentimes see your loved one improve once they get in an environment like that that's more therapeutic. 
Um, but you know, it doesn't take away the, the burden of guilt that the family's facing. Now, Dr. Moore, with those early stages, can you give us some signs, symptoms of that early stage dementia that people need to look for? Well, one of the earliest signs of dementia is people uh, sort of tend to lose their uh, perspective on, on their directions and where they're going and, and okay. that sort of thing. But I think that uh, subtle, you know, word finding issues, uh, maybe a little bit of difficulty with speech, things like that. Are some so if signs. I forget where I put my keys and I'm scrambling through the house, <laughs> that's not necessarily a sign of dementia. That's something we all That's do. normal <laughs> aging. That's called normal and, aging. And uh, <laughs> we call that a senior moment and senior moments are normal. Yes, okay, so it's absolutely. when you are grabbing for a word and you can't quite find it, and you never do. Or you're driving down the road and you forget where you're going, or you forget how to get to where you're going. Those are some subtle signs. They are. And uh, my father, uh, he developed dementia in his in his late 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. And the, the first thing that we really noticed is he uh, would uh, kind of lose his way on the way to work. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, he went the same route every morning for thirty years to go to work, but every once in a while he would just kind of call from a parking lot and say, "I, you know, I, I'm not really sure where I am or how to get to work." Mm-hmm. Right, and how frightening too. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Um, you well, know, knowing course. that you've forgotten that and you don't know why, it's it's got to be scary. All right, we are going to take a quick time out, and we will be back to talk more about dementia, about Alzheimer's, and about some of the different sort of treatments and ways to mitigate this disease. You're listening to Senior Class. We're live and local on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Welcome back to Senior Class here on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Coming up here in a little over 10 minutes, your top stories, the KRMG 24-hour Fox News Center and your forecast from Fox 23. Stay tuned. Coming up next hour, it's Living Well with Dr. Booz. If you've got any questions for us today, you can give us a call at 918-460-KRMG. That's 460-5764. Your host for Senior Class, we call him the principal. Mr. Rusty McMurray, good morning, sir. Good morning, senior <laughs> class. Take your seats and get your pens and pencils out. We have a great show in store for you today. want to welcome live to the studios, Brittany Burridge from the Linden Assisted Living and Memory Care. Brittany, thanks for waking up with us today. I'm glad to be here. And live in the studios, we have Dr. Joe Moore as well. He is board certified in internal medicine and oncology, and we're talking about dementia today. Dr. Moore, thanks for being here. Thank you, Rusty. All right, so let's talk about prevention. We talked about you know some of the early stages. We'll go into uh, some uh, some more detail a little bit later, but let's lighten it up with talking about prevention. How can we prevent dementia and dementia-related illnesses? Well, I think that one good way to look at it is that a good way to uh, prevent uh, dementia or try and prevent dementia is to uh, the same way as you try and prevent heart disease, for instance, okay. because what you're trying to do is you're trying to maintain your flow of blood throughout your body, basically, and that includes your brain. So things like physical activity are helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like um, treating high blood pressure and high blood cholesterol are helpful. Okay. Um, and so also, you know, some things that I, I love to hear are that maintaining uh, social activity, mm-hmm. being sociable, maintaining relationship with friends and that sort of thing. Uh, is good in, in helping prevent um, Alzheimer's. And I love that because I love going out with my friends. Exactly. And yeah. things. 
That's wonderful. And even when somebody is diagnosed with dementia, it doesn't mean you have to be a, a recluse. It doesn't mean that you have to lose those those joyful moments in your life. You don't have to stop going to church or no. stop socializing. You know, it, when it progresses and it may get a little later in, in the disease process, it might get a little more difficult. But, you know, you don't have to lose the joys of life. You don't. And one of the reasons that you want to make sure that in the prevention stage is keeping your blood pressure down, your circulation well, is that Dementia and dementia-related illnesses is a lack of blood flow to the brain. Isn't that correct? That's part of it. Uh, you know, we don't understand the total uh, etiology or the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know it is, we're seeing a lot of it these days, mm-hmm. as Brittany can tell you, uh, because people are living longer. I guess that's if there's a silver lining, that might be the silver lining. That mm-hmm. right. People are the survival rates of um, cancer, which I treat a lot of, have doubled in the last 40 years. Uh, people are dying uh, less often of heart disease and um, lung disease, even though they remain the, some of the main, most common uh, causes of, of death. But since people are living longer, because these, there's good treatment for these other chronic illnesses, they're at higher risk for developing dementia. Right, right. All right. Apparently, we do have a caller this morning, and I don't have my little screen pulled up yet, so I'm not sure what your name What's your name, please? And what is your question for us today? Welcome to Senior Class. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who are we talking to? My name is Lynn, and I have a couple of questions. That's great. Go ahead, Lynn. Okay. My husband, uh, 10 years ago, suffered hypoxia, and two weeks ago he fell, and he has now central core syndrome. He, tell me what kind of doctor to take him to to have this diagnosis or to find out what I can do. What did you say? That, did you say central core syndrome? Yes. It's uh, cervical core damage. Okay. Well, I think that probably I think a neurologist would be somebody to see. They may okay. direct you to a neurosurgeon. Um, so um, okay, that'd be a good he place. He saw to a start. neurosurgeon when he was in the hospital. He saw a neurosurgeon, so that's perfect. Uh huh. I also have a question about the caregiver. Yes. From my standpoint, he is stubborn, hateful, hurtful in his in his comments and things that he says to me and does as his caregiver how do i deal with that yeah that's that's pretty pretty common and um things like that you have to remember not to take them personally although i know that that's difficult Mm -hmm. because this is probably not the man that you've known for for so many years right Uh, he's not the man i married but he's the man i'm married to and i will stay with him and buy him and take care of him and you know Praise be to you for that, because I know that it's a really difficult um, task to take on. But I always try to remind people to not take those things personally. Now, as far as training resources, um, the Alzheimer's Association has some really great caregiver training programs. And it's not just for Alzheimer's. It's Alzheimer's and other related dementias. Um, So I would encourage you to contact them. Um, Their local chapter is at 81st and Lewis. You can get on their website. It's alz.org. And they have some really great resources for caregivers and caregiver training. And, and Lynn, one of the most important things for a caregiver, for a patient or a loved one with Alzheimer's is a little bit of respite. You've got to be able to take a break, to have someone responsible be there with your loved one so you can just get away, decompress, 
and have a little bit of me time without the responsibility of worrying about your loved one being taken care of. That's for your emotional well-being. That's mm-hmm. for your physical well-being. And that's just for you to get some me time and get away. So I would say that's number one on the list. And then finding other folks through the Alzheimer's Association that are going through the same thing. I was, I was just going to say networking with other people who are mm-hmm. going through what you're going through, mm-hmm. realizing you are not alone, that other people deal with this every day is really important. Lynn, there are probably thousands of folks just like you listening today going through the exact same thing, so you are not alone. Dr. Moore, anything for Lynn? I think you're, you're right on it. I think uh, that sharing shared experience is helpful in, in uh, helping deal with this type of thing. And the Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's Association can get you connected with the caregiver support group as well, mm-hmm. um, very specific to uh, what you're dealing with. They have several groups all over town. We host one in our building. Um, so definitely, definitely go to alz.org. Tell Lynn a little bit about the caregiver support group you host in your building. Um, in our building, it's just for caregivers. of um, they're, they're caring for a loved one that has dementia. Some of their loved ones live in our building. Some of them do not. They still live at home. Um, we'd be happy to have you join ours. Uh, they come, the Alzheimer's Association comes and provides an educational component, but then you're also with a group of, you know, 10 to 12 people that are also struggling with the same daily struggles that, that you're going. What day wow. of the week is that, Brittany? It is the first Thursday of every month at 6 p.m. If you want more information, Lynn, just give Brittany a call at the Linden Assisted Living and Memory Care. It's the one there at 81st Street South and Highway 169. Mm-hmm. Lynn, do you have any... Okay, great. They, yeah, come see me. I'll be yes, happy to help you. She's always there. Uh, do you have any other follow-up questions for Dr. Moore? No, I think you've given me some hope, and I do appreciate that a lot. Thank you, Lynn, for the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling, Lynn. Really appreciate it. If you have questions for us this morning, you can absolutely give us a call. The number is 918-460-KRMG. That's 918-460-5764. Rusty? I don't think that there's an individual that hasn't suffered from this. You know, it touches my family. You know, my grandmother suffered from dementia, and it was really hard. I think what I saw the most, because I was a younger age, you know, uh, teenager and below, is the struggle that my dad and the uncle and and the siblings went Mm -hmm. through in trying to decide how to provide care. Dr. Moore, you had to see that often with oncology patients where the family comes in, they love the individual, and everyone in the family thinks they know what's best for that individual, for that patient. There's a lot of, usually usually a lot of, um, oh, you might say controversy in the family as to how to, you know, how Mm -hmm. long they should Mm -hmm. stay at home, where they should go, uh, you know, who should should take care of them. Who should be the caregivers. you know, so there, that is, there's quite a bit of discussion that goes on with that usually. What's the easiest thing to get through that? Well, I, I guess just open communication and, and trying to be compassionate and reasonable and think of your loved one first. Loved one first. We have oh, a caller. Okay, yes, we do have another caller. David is on the line. David, how can we help you this morning? Go ahead, David. Go ahead, David. Welcome to Senior Class. Thanks for being on the show today. How can we help? Uh, yes, I just wanted to say something that the last lady made me think of, but a pastor friend of mine a few years ago was dealing with somebody, a close friend with uh, kind of Alzheimer's and things, and he, mm-hmm. he made the comment, he said, get in their world because they're not going to get in yours. Yes, they're not capable of getting in yours, and I thought that was some of the best advice I'd ever heard. And then recently I heard another minister say, 
you have to remember it's the disease talking, not the person. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was saying about not taking things personally. It's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. It's easier said than done. I know. Um, but if you really just keep that mo- that thought in your mind throughout the whole process, it, it makes it easier to kind of cope as a caregiver. Really does. Any last comments? No, I just wanted to pass that along. I think well, those are great. Thank they you so they much. really are. Thank you so much. I often tell folks, it's like when you're working with an individual that has Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and they're saying that the mustard is red and that the ketchup is yellow. Just go with it. Just go with the flow. Say, Absolutely. you know what? That's yeah. right. You live in their world. There's no use yeah. trying to bring them back because with most dementias, once it's lost or once it's gone, mm-hmm. it goes into a black hole of nothingness and there's you can never get it yeah, back. Yeah, that ability to reason is kind of it kind is, of out the window. It so is gone. We to, call that meeting them where they are. So let, we will meet you where you are. So thank you so much that pastors are giving some of that same advice to their that. parishioners. Mm-hmm. It, it is really important. Russell, Probably because they too have dealt with this again this yes. touches people Absolutely. across all you know of, of our society it's, it's it's indiscriminate all right we're going to take a quick time out for the news you are listening to senior class we're live and local on news 1023 and am 740 krmg Welcome back to Senior Class here on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. My name's Russell Mills. Glad to be with you on this Sunday. If you have any questions, we're taking calls this morning at 918-460-KRMG. That's 918-460-5764. Our topic this morning, dementia and living with folks who have dementia. Your host for Senior Class is Mr. Rusty McMurray. Good morning, senior class. Thanks for waking up with us today. As always, we've got a great show in store for you today. We're talking about dementia, related illnesses, therapies, diets, prevention. I want to welcome live to the studios Brittany Burridge from the Linden Assisted Living and Memory Hello. Care. Good morning. This is a topic that's near and dear to your heart. Yes, this is ultimate my ultimate passion in, in caring for seniors. I, I love dementia care. We can definitely hear it in your voice. And I also want to welcome live to the studios Dr. Joe Moore, board certified in internal medicine and oncology. Dr. Moore, thanks for waking up and giving us your perspective on this topic. Thank you, Rusty. All right, so I want to talk about therapies. Uh, When I say therapies, that's not physical therapy. That's therapy specifically designed for a dementia patient to improve their quality of life. And you do a lot of those at the Linden Assisted Living. We do. We have a lot of really cool therapeutic programs at Mm -hmm. my building um, I mean, there are also things that you can do outside of a building setting. So if your loved one doesn't live in a community, uh, but something that we're really big on is it's a kind of a new therapeutic technique, but it's horticulture therapy. Right. So that's, you know, gardening um, and things to do with plants and stuff. So we actually have three gardens in our building. One's an indoor garden, and then we have two outside as well. But the reason it's so therapeutic is because as dementia progresses, each each person tends to lose some of their senses at different times. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. there's no crystal ball as to how this is going to unfold. So where one may lose their sight, one may lose their sense of taste. Um, Horticultural therapy encompasses all five senses. So it's something that everybody can participate in. You can taste the plants, you can feel the dirt, you can smell the flowers, et cetera. Um, And it's amazing to watch somebody that you think is just really not 
not there anymore. But once you get a, a, a shovel and some dirt in their hand, they start digging right in, planting plants. It's just so interesting. Um, they, they say that kind of that, that part of your memory is stored similar to where uh, music is. Mm-hmm. And music therapy is another really big big thing in, in dementia care as music. well. And what about pets? What about animals? Yeah, yeah. pet therapy as well. Uh, everybody loves, mm-hmm. you know, snuggly little cuddly pets, but it's also a tactile thing. So as you pet... Um, what do you mean a tactile thing? Uh, feeling it with your hands. Okay. So as you pet a, a dog or a little pony or whatever the pet may be, um, it's a very tactile thing, and that's also very therapeutic in dementia care. One of the things that I've seen in a dementia facility for the men that have suffered, rather than planning or horticulture, mm-hmm. they they had a, a little shop, you know, a, a mm-hmm. little uh, mechanic shop with, with tinker tools yes. where they could put them up and they could yeah. uh, rearrange the toolbox several mm-hmm. times. And it put mm-hmm. them in an atmosphere that they felt comfortable. Yeah. You know, something about, that they remember. Right. It's all about learning about who this specific person is, not just was, but still is, um, you know, what was their career path mm-hmm. their entire life because those might be the memories that remain so those things bring them comfort so you know i've even had a resident before that uh owned a furniture moving business mm-hmm. and he would rearrange our building every day <laughs> and move <laughs> that furniture <laughs> and we would i mean obviously not not unsafe but we would yeah. just let him move the furniture that was his job he thought he was coming to work and we just let him come to work and we'd put it back <laughs> dr moore why is it so important that these people thrive in an atmosphere that makes them feel comfortable. Seems obvious, but it's really just more than to appease that patient. Well, I think then if they're in uh, surroundings that they're familiar with, mm-hmm. it just makes them, you know, it kind of stirs the memories a little bit better, helps bring mm-hmm. the memories back a little bit better and makes them more comfortable. Because it can be a tailspin for those individuals that are confused, that, right. that wake up or all of a sudden they, they finish a television show and they realize, well, I don't know where I am. So or they think f- that television show was real, real life. Oh my word, They've does that, that really happen? Mm-hmm. You have, sometimes you need to be careful about, uh, just like, I don't want to compare them to children, but it's just like your children. They don't, you know, sometimes know just reality from, from fiction. So exactly. um, sometimes what's on the TV can cause a lot of anxiety. So All right, so let's talk before this next break a little bit about sundowner syndrome. Yes. There are a lot of individuals that are out there that may or may not be caring for a loved one in the home that is in an early stage or maybe even a mid-stage dementia, and they realize that by about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it's like clockwork. It, it, the, the house just comes unraveled, you know, yeah. things, you know, the individual they're providing care for becomes disoriented. It may seem different each and every day. Dr. Moore, can you talk a little bit about sundowner syndrome and really what it is, how it manifests itself? And then we'll talk about some tips and tricks to, uh, to help during that time. Well, you're right. It does seem to happen long around the evening time, mm-hmm. around dusk. And uh, although I've researched this, I've never found really a, a good physiologic explanation for that. But it's just people at that particular time of day, they um, sometimes, I guess, lose their orientation a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Russ, you said during the break that almost one out of every five. About about 20%, about 20% of dementia patients is, is, is the statistic that I read. Yes. And you're right, Dr. Moore. No one can really figure out why, but Brittany, you've got to see it on a regular basis because I know we deal with it. We've had some great interventions. I'd like to hear about right. you and what you guys have seen and what you do. Yeah, we do. It's um, usually around you know 4 o'clock in the evening, like you said. Um, 
but it can occur, you know, late into the night. We do have some, <clears throat> we've encountered some people that get up in the middle of the night and tend to wander, you know, after everybody's mm -hmm. gone to bed, for example. That's why we have 24-hour care, thankfully. Um, but sundowners is just kind of increased anxiety, increased agitation, uh, perhaps increased confusion as to their surroundings or where they are or who they are. Um, and it just happens at a certain time in, in the day. And it's different per individual. Absolutely. I remember one patient that I helped provide care for that every day around 3.30, 3.45, she was like, I got to go. Home. It was like she was leaving school, yeah. going home. And she mm -hmm. was like, I got to get home. My mom's waiting for me. I got to get home from school. And, right. and we... Um, you know, we said your mom's, you know, busy at the grocery store. These people are going to stay with you for a while right. until she gets home. Then um, said, it's okay if you come over to dinner with us. Mm -hmm. But after dinner around 6 or 6.30, everything calmed down for a bit. At that two-hour period, she was agitated. She was lost. And it goes back to what Dr. Moore said, that they may not know where they're at and feel disoriented. And that's where right. she lived for that two-hour period no matter how many people we brought in front of her that she mm -hmm. should have recognized or that she should have known, she was stuck in that mode for that two-hour period. Right. And it's different per each individual. It is. I mean, and some sometimes sundowners can manifest in extreme... Uh, Stressful ex situations. Right. Or a change in environment. We were discussing um, being in a hospital setting earlier right. can really exaggerate symptoms of sundowners. Um, and, you know, sometimes it presents itself as even hallucinations. Mm -hmm. So it's just this increased agitation and anxiety in the, in the resident or the patient. Um, but there are ways to kind of redirect. And there's obviously medications that you can provide as anti-anxiety interventions. But Dr. Moore can probably expand a little bit on that. Well, the, you know, as far as we're talking about treatment of um of Alzheimer's, there's uh, the the first line of therapy are called the cholinesterase inhibitors, mm -hmm. of which you probably, I'm sure, Brittany, you've had patients on Aricept, mm -hmm. Exelon, and those treatments, Menda, which yeah. which do help their thinking, uh, help uh, clear up their thinking to some degree, um, and now they may or may not slow the progression of the disease somewhat, but they certainly help symptomatically. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's other medications. Um, there's one called uh, Memantine. That's um, a good um, ancillary type medication. Now, some of these one one thing you have to differentiate from dementia is depression, because yes. people with depression have psychomotor retardation, just like some patients with dementia can have. Mm -hmm. So you have to you may you know treat those patients with low doses of an antidepressant drug, like you probably heard of Celexa, for instance. Yes, but you have to be very careful with the neurotropic drugs because they can make the thinking processes worse. Well, right. and change the personality of the individual. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. I'm sorry, I have to blow the whistle on psychomotor what? <laughs> a psychomotor retardation, slowed down, thinking slower, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. Psychomotor retardation. You're, well, you, get, you know, every now and then I have to go, wait, doctor, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, that was at least a $5 word. That right is a, yeah. least, we're not allowed to use those on the radio, sir. I'm sorry. All right, all right. I do want to point out, though, that if, if there's a sudden change in your loved one and it's not, you know, kind of a, a, a typical thing, um, that can be indicative of some kind of underlying infection going on. Because I do see mm -hmm. that a lot. I have families come and they're like, all of a sudden he's just had this drastic change. And my recommendation always is take him to his PCP, check yes. for a UTI or some And that's kind a of urinary underlying... tract infection. Yes. Men and women can get those. Right, especially in, in the elderly population. Because with dementia, you forget things like your thirst your, mm -hmm. your mouth becomes yeah, dry and mm -hmm. hydration, and you don't remember that that feeling means to drink water. So they, 
get dehydrated very quickly, which leads to urinary tract infections, which can exacerbate the symptoms of dementia. You talk about hallucinations. Right. I mean, you can have hallucinations when you have a bad urinary tract infection, can't you, doctor? Exactly right. And you have to differentiate dementia from delirium. Delirium is there's something else physically in the body that leads to the person having altered mentation. Yes, that's that's a great way to put that. So I would say if it's a very sudden or, or drastic change that's totally out of character, even for your loved one in this disease process, definitely check for an infection. Again, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> just in well, my experience. But you've seen it happen <laughs> time yeah. and time and time again. So right. let's go ahead and take an early break. That way we have time for maybe a couple of callers when they when we come back from break. Absolutely. And if you've got questions or comments for us this morning on dementia, well, then absolutely give us a call. The number is 918-460-KRMG. That's 918-460-5764. You're listening to Senior Class on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Welcome back to Senior Class here on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Coming up here in about eight and a half minutes, your top stories at the KRMG 24-hour Fox News Center and your forecast from Fox 23 after the news. It's Living Well with Dr. Booz. If you have questions for us this morning, the topic is dementia. The phone number is 918-460-KRMG. That's 918 460 Five seven six four. Hopefully, we'll have time to get one or two more calls in. Your host for senior class is Mr. Rusty McMurray. Good morning, senior class. Thanks for tuning in today. Live here in the studios, I have myself and Brittany Burridge from the Linden Assisted Living and Memory Care, as well as Dr. Joe Moore, board certified internal medicine and oncology. Guys, thanks for waking up today. Wanted to get straight to it because I'm sure we'll have a caller or two. We're talking about dementia and dementia-related illnesses. And what a great panel with Dr. Moore and Brittany. Uh, you worked with individuals that are suffering from chronic illnesses and, and dementia mm-hmm. pretty much your entire career. So yeah. for each of you, I'm going to ask and put you on the spot. What is um, what was the most rewarding part about working with folks that have dementia or chronic illnesses? I'll start with Dr. Moore. I mean, had to be tough being an oncologist. You had good news to share and bad news. What was the part that you enjoyed the most working with that population? Well, you know, I think I think uh, my my philosophy of medicine was you can't cure everybody, and obviously you can't cure most people that have Alzheimer's disease or mm-hmm. any, anybody with Alzheimer's disease, but you can help them. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. you can help them with their mentation, whether it be with medication or with uh, their physical surroundings, with their environment, depression, uh, and that sort of thing. Depression, and so I mean, it's it was great for me to see the quality of life of these people improve, and that's important, yeah. Brittany. That's um, my. My thing is finding the joy in every day. Um, Sometimes I have people that say, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do that job. How sad. But it's not a sad place Mm -hmm. where I am. My days are not sad. They're filled with joy um, and getting to work with families and and our residents. Uh, You know, the the overall approach to care is very, very targeted and specific to each resident so that they are able to enjoy each day. And we do have so much joy in each day. And and that's what's important is the people that are out there providing care for a loved one or mm-hmm. a family member, 
that suffers from the illness, it can seem like a burden. I mean, we heard from Lynn earlier can, today yeah. as a caller, and um, you could tell that she felt alone and separated, well, you know, the thing providing about, this care. The thing about that is when we were talking to Lynn, she was just unaware of the resources that are available because when you are caring for somebody with dementia, it's a very specific approach to care. It's not like caring um, for somebody else with a different chronic illness, mm. for example. Um, so that's why I really wanted to point out that uh, the Alzheimer's Association does have those training programs available. Um, and then there's also a big seminar that's coming up in Tulsa. Um, it's going to be a pretty big deal. This is the third year that they've done it. And um, I, I go to it every year because I always learn something new. But it's called the Positive Approach to Dementia Care. And I think that's so important. So it's very encouraging, and it, it, it is about bringing that joy uh, to each day with your loved one. But it's going to be on November 6th. Just around the corner. Yes. Um, and it is, uh, it's it's $20. You get lunch, and you get breakfast included with it. And it's just training training caregivers in, in how to uh, care for their, their loved one. And, you know, I was going to say, we, we've talked about how this is a growing issue because our population is aging, mm-hmm. and we're living longer the bright, the silver lining there is as more and more people become affected, more and more dollars are being put into research and into trying to figure out ways to mitigate this and mm-hmm. hopefully someday maybe even find a, a cure or find a way to prevent it. I think we're looking in that direction. Mm-hmm. Dr. Moore was correct as we're living so much longer than any of us had really ever planned. And mm-hmm. as we age, it's just a part of progression. Right. Yeah, that's right. And so there, you know, people, um, as I say, they're living living longer. That all the chronic illnesses, chronic heart disease, mm-hmm. lung disease, um, and all those types of illnesses, diabetes. People are doing better, living longer, and so it puts them at increased risk. But we just need to find better treatments, better preventive strategies for Alzheimer's. And this is an illness that affects the entire family. Mm-hmm. So the invi- entire family should seek treatment during that time. Right, whether it's yeah. a counselor or a support group for those caregivers, mm-hmm. and then obviously the individual suffering from that illness, you have got to help them through that process because that early stage where they realize they have dementia right. and they're starting down that path, mm-hmm. that's when depression really becomes time. an issue. And that's when family is most important. Dr. Yeah. Moore? I've heard the term sandwich generation. We're, we're mm-hmm. people uh, in our generation that are caring for our children. Mm-hmm. We're also caring for our parents. Right. And I have tremendous respect for people that, that do those things because it's, it uh, requires great effort trying to hold a job, uh, trying to take care of your kids and your parents requires tremendous time and effort, and we have so many wonderful caregivers uh, in our country, and, and I have great respect for those people. And, and know you're not alone. There mm-hmm. are other individuals going through those same processes. Just find them. The caregiver will, support groups is a great piece. It will do a world of good. Russ, that's it. Well, and you brought up a great point when Lynn called earlier about respite mm-hmm. for the caregiver got to do that you have to do that because if you get sick if you end up in the hospital you know then what's going to happen to your loved one you have to really think about what's best for them is really kind of what's best for you because you know ultimately you're the one who's going to be there for them and the alzheimer's association can help arrange those respite resources they're a great resource call them they have local people right here in town and i want to give out my phone number too just because if i can help anybody with anything i might not know the answer but i can send you to somebody that does my phone number is 918-978-2553 all right 
Got anything else, Rusty, before we go? Or you can always reach her at the Linden Assisted Living oh, yes, and Memory true. Care <laughs> at 81st me and 169. Give that phone number out one more time for the folks that were frantically grabbing a pen as you gave that out. 918-978-2553. All right. Thank you very much, Brittany Burridge, Dr. Joe Moore, and, of course, your host, Mr. Rusty McMurray. Appreciate it, guys. You've been listening to Senior Class live and local here every Sunday from 8 to 9 a.m., up next, your top stories in the KRMG 24-hour Fox News Center and your forecast from Fox 23 and KRMG. I'm Russell Mills. Have a great Sunday. You've been listening to Senior Class Radio with host Rusty McMurray. Thanks for listening. Tune into Senior Class Radio with Rusty McMurray every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Right here on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Until next time, have a great weekend. God bless. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.